Greetings podcast listeners, in this episode we'll be summarising the extent of totalitarianism in Italy. Did Mussolini succeed in making Italy a totalitarian state? Just a notice in advance, this episode does not have a specific page on my website, simply because it is a summary episode. The content can be found on individual pages, which are all linked under the heading in the description of this episode, and the heading is in the form of a link to my website. Let's begin by taking a look at Mussolini's domestic political policies. His aim was to establish fascist one-party dictatorship under him as the Deuce, to repress all opposition, to maintain absolute obedience and loyalty, and to demonstrate the power of fascism in strengthening the nation, especially after the liberal government's rule. In November 1923, the Acerbo Law was passed, which ensured that the party who received the majority number of votes with at least 25% could claim two-thirds of the seats in government. After publishing an article on fascist vote-rigging, socialist deputy Matteotti was kidnapped and murdered by a fascist group, and then Mussolini ended up consolidating his political power following this event in June 1924. In November 1925, Mussolini passed a decree which banned all opposition parties from Italian government, and in October 1926, a decree confirmed the one-party state, so Italy effectively became a, well, okay, I could say it became a totalitarian state then, and also Mussolini had control of 14 separate ministerial posts, including Minister for War, Minister for Corporations, and Minister for Public Works by 1933. The juice appeared infallible. Mussolini is always right became a popular phrase, and Mussolini stated that often he would like to be wrong, but so far it has never happened. The cult of the juice was a key element of fascist ideology. Mussolini was seen as the new Caesar, as he wanted to restore Italy to its former glory of the Roman Empire. In terms of local rule, Mussolini appointed fascist Podesta, who controlled the provinces. I'd say that possibly the most significant political policy would be the Acerbo Law, as it ensured that the party who achieved the majority of the votes would claim two-thirds of the seats in Parliament, and because Mussolini was able to rig the votes and he was actually able to receive a large number of votes for the fascist party by democratic means, then it was pretty much a success that was the most successful part for him. Also, the fact that he held 14 ministerial posts by 1933 ensured uh, that there was significantly reduced opposition, and it ensured that it was easy for him to implement his beliefs and fascist policies. However, one of the ways which he failed is that although he was the juice and ruled on behalf of the king, the king was still able to remove him from power, and in 1943 the king assisted in removing him from power as there was a vote of no confidence against Mussolini as prime minister. But overall, with his political policies, Mussolini was able to ensure both central and local rule over the kingdom of Italy. Therefore, I would argue that in terms of political policies, Mussolini was successful in transforming Italy into a totalitarian state. Secondly, I'll be speaking about the economic elements of Mussolini's domestic policies. The fascist party aimed to create an economic system that incorporated both capitalist and socialist methodology in order to allow workers to benefit greatly and help Italy to prosper. The third way, or corporate state, was designed to find the midpoint between communism and capitalism, meaning that workers were not exploited and profits helped Italy to prosper. 
Meanwhile, they also aim to have complete fascist control over businesses through the use of trade unions to provide the economic base for the military might and to achieve autarky and make Italy self-efficient and not only just by relying on trade to improve the economy. You could argue that the fascists improved the lives of workers. The OND, the National Afterwork Club, provided leisure facilities for workers, but the main purpose was to spread fascist ideology to them through the propaganda on radio. By 1936, it is estimated that 80% of salaried workers were a member of the organisations, but a lot of them were actually forced to join. Overall, let's consider the extent of the successes regarding Mussolini's economic policies. Firstly, Italy succeeded as they were able to cope with the Great Depression very well when compared to other European nations. However, Mussolini failed overall. Firstly, he did not achieve his aim of creating a self-sufficient state, as many of his battles in the 1920s, which were supposed to achieve this, failed quite miserably, might I add. Also, the corporate system was advertised as benefiting workers, but it was largely in favour of employers, with bribes given to fascist party members to ensure that certain businesses and sectors prospered, and not Italy as a whole. Also, the Vidoni Pact of 1925 contrasted with this aim as it abolished non-fascist trade unions and the right to strike in order to ensure control of the workers and maximise production and profitability and to prevent socialist uprisings. So this was all over instead of working to find and achieve the rights of workers. On to the social aspects of Mussolini's policies. While Mussolini's main aim was to ensure absolute obedience and loyalty, other aims were to spread fascism via propaganda and indoctrination, create a cult of personality surrounding Mussolini and other restrictive policies such as keeping women at home to have children and take care of the families. Let's go through a few social policies. The OND provided leisure facilities for workers where they listened to fascist ideology on the radio. In 1937, the Ministry of Popular Culture was established, and radio broadcasting was state-controlled, with Sincita, the Italian Hollywood, becoming under fascist control and actually producing a lot of fascist movies and propaganda. Mussolini himself developed many talents by obtaining his flying license, skiing, reading literature, and leaving his office on overnight to make it seem like he worked hard for Italy. So Mussolini was really seen as a heroic leader because it looked like he worked really hard for Italy and was so dedicated. And he, the fact that he participated and had so many talents just made him look like the idyllic leader. Teachers and other public servants were also expected to join the fascist party and swear an oath of loyalty to Mussolini in order to keep their jobs. So this is kind of the way that he controlled the society of Italy. He controlled them through their jobs and he controlled them through their personal lives. The Ovra was used by Mussolini to keep opponents under surveillance. They performed an estimated 20,000 visits, searches and arrests a week. And this is not just for political opponents. He also went into residencies of suspected people that were against the fascists. However, although Ovra was intimidating, their numbers were small, and as such they were not nearly as effective as they ideally could have been with a larger group of people working for them. Overall, I believe that Mussolini did manage to ensure absolute obedience and loyalty, but this is also due to the fact that he was actually quite a popular leader, so there was not really any need for any mass killings or mass arrests, because Italy was quite 
quite uh, supportive of Italy, especially in the early years, and it's only during the Second World War that the support for Mussolini really waned, and that is why he was eventually removed from power. Finally, onto the religious aspect of his domestic policy. The fascists aimed to remove the Catholic Church as a threat to Mussolini's power and reputation, and to achieve complete Italian unity and support through collaboration and reconciliation with the Church after the Church-State quarrel which had existed for the past 60 years. This was important as 98% of the Italian population was Catholic, and by signing the Lateran Treaty in 1929, Mussolini confirmed that it was acceptable to be both fascist and Catholic, as Catholicism was adopted as the official religion of Italy. However, the existence of the King and the Pope as figureheads in Italy meant that Italians had others to look up to, rather than worshipping and respecting Mussolini wholeheartedly. Additionally, the Pope published the Non Abbiamo, Bisogno, in 1931, criticising the fascist party and accusing Mussolini of committing heresy. Later on in 1938, he also spoke out against the anti-Semitic policies. When the Pope spoke out against the fascist policies, he was seen to be right and Mussolini wrong as the Pope was seen as infallible on matters relating to religion or morality. Therefore, while Mussolini was able to successfully unify the state and church by reaching a compromise with the Catholic Church through the Lateran Treaties, there were still some drawbacks. The existence of the church meant that there was still some opposition and threat to his power, especially as the Italian Catholics were so loyal and obedient to the Pope. In conclusion, despite the fact that Mussolini clearly did not achieve many of his aims, I believe that Mussolini was successfully able to transform Italy into a totalitarian state. He had the country under a one-party dictatorship and controlled people's lives. Although he failed in achieving autarky, he was able to establish a much tighter control over the economy, whilst he was also able to improve his reputation through agreements with the church. Please do let me know what you think by leaving a comment or sending me a message on Instagram or Twitter, which are both linked below. Please subscribe to be notified when the first episode of the series on Nazi Germany is released. For now, you can use the revision materials on my website, which is linked below. There is also a Google Form link below, where you can leave me valuable feedback on how to improve my podcasts and your listening experience. This is the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening to my podcast.